I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Shannon Feltis. I'm Bonnie Dutch. And this is You, you Are, Are that. that. We are two sisters who cannot take a compliment. Let's get into, into it. it. Let's talk turkey. Excellent. <laughs> oh. Ooh, ladies who lunch vibe. I felt that. I'm into it. We have a guest that is local food royalty, Goddess. in my opinion. Mrs. Sarah Marshall is our guest this evening. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Thanks for having me, ladies. Of Absolutely. Course. Tell the people where they would know you from. What do you do? Who are you? What's your thing, yeah. girl? <laughs> oh, geez. Yes. So I guess people would maybe know me because I have a hot sauce business would be the main, the main deal. So um, I own Marshall's Hot Sauce and I started that sauce business almost 10 years ago. Nice. <laughs> feels like a lifetime. That's crazy. Right? How has it been that long? That's wild. And I know you from the farmer's market. You do that as well. And I know you through just mutual food friends. I feel like we've been internet stalking each other for like 10 years. Yeah. We've watched our <laughs> children grow and everything. Yeah. You also have a podcast now that you're doing. I do. Yeah. I have a podcast called The Meaningful Marketplace, Masonian Market. I do it with my good pal, Sarah Massoni, who's a food scientist at the Food Innovation Center. And we have female food and beverage entrepreneurs on the show. We're a little bit flexible with what that means. So sometimes it's authors, sometimes it's restaurant owners, sometimes it's food producers like me. We just chat about all things food and what it's like to be a lady in the business. It is so cool. It's really inspiring for me to listen to because that's a lot of the people that I aspire to be like. So it's it's, it's a great listen. I love that you guys did a little play on your names with the double Sarahs going on and it like rolls <laughs> off the tongue. It's pretty fun. I don't know if either of you have ever met Sarah Masoni. She was one of the first people that I met in the food and beverage world. And she is super talented and knowledgeable. And she's like really secretly funny. And I think that not a lot of people knew that before this podcast because I they hadn't that. spent much time with her, but she's so fun. And she's just 
really smart, been really fun. We've had this show for about a year now. We've recorded, I think, 60 episodes. Oh, so, nice. God, you guys um, are so productive. That's amazing. Yeah. This is one of those things that's been really challenging to do at home. So yeah. I used to go into the studio and record. It was just me and her and the sound person and whoever our guest was. And then I realized what it was like to record at home where, you know, my daughter's here. And the very first time I tried to record at home and I was like, okay, all you have to do is sit upstairs for a half hour. Like, that's <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. Here's some coloring pages. You're totally cool. We were recording early in the morning. So her dad was up there, but he was still like kind of asleep. And oh, so yes. she colored her self-green oh. her entire body <laughs> it's always green i've watched several children that have done that to themselves with various mediums yes that's weird yeah that was our first intro into what pandemic recording was going to be like and and it's just gotten weirder from there sometimes she pops into the show sometimes if i'm you know i do a little cooking demo every week on my instagram i have to now like bribe her to stay out of it because she was like dancing behind me oh, one time and I needed someone with a cane to like pull her off the stage. <laughs> and she was love soft shoeing nowhere. Oh yeah. She is a character. Mm-hmm. I feel like your husband can't keep her out of his feed if he wanted to and he doesn't want to. <laughs> I love seeing her weird little ray of sunshine. She's a super sweet little weirdo. Oh yeah, totally. I remember back in the day, I started following both of you guys because you had a hashtag for her that yeah, lady baby was how it started. Yeah, and then she asserted her (laughs) royalty and said, "I'm sorry, ma'am, I am not a baby." So now her hashtag is little lady not a baby. Yes. Did you have any weird nicknames when you were a not a baby or a kid? Childhood nicknames? No. My mom always just called me Sears. And she called me that until I was about 20. And then I was like, you cannot call me that anymore. (laughs) And then I don't think she ever has again. But, you know, my daughter was asking me if I had any nicknames. And that was the only one that I really had. That's not bad. Put my foot down just like Adelaide did. I feel like Adelaide asked you that so that she could call you it. Maybe. I don't know. She hasn't called me that. She's one of those, you know, my brother called my mom Patty instead of mom for for his whole childhood and he still does and all his friends do and nobody even called her patty everybody called her pat but that was like my brother's loving mom name and adeline like kind of knows that and has played around with different things but she can't even even if somebody like says sarah she can only say sarah marshall like she can't (laughs) she can't say just my first name because it's not me to her yeah there's so many sarahs we always say sarah marshall we yeah you're sarah marshall you're my spicy marshall to most of my friends oh yeah i got to meet you after hearing about you for so long that i felt like you were like folklore (laughs) like you didn't exist yeah shannon talked about you and your husband so much and was like oh my goodness I tried your sauce first and I I'm an awful human as far as eating goes for I have the just saddest blandest palate well I'm from the Pacific Northwest so the spiciest I can get is like smoked salmon that was my joke oh my god I love that's a pretty good joke (laughs) your sauces aren't just like here's fire they're like gourmet really good ingredients and they have flavor and I can only eat anything that's spicy when it has flavor. And thanks to your sauces, I've expanded my realm of what I like to eat. There's like a curry sauce, there's habanero, Mm -hmm. but they all have such good quality ingredients that it gets that thing like when it sticks to the inside of your mouth and then you've swallowed, you've finished your dish and you can still fucking taste it. And you're like, (laughs) I just need more of that. I just need to have it in my face. And it's so good. And you even have like 
volcano powder. Oh yeah, volcano sparkle. It's so (laughs) hot salt. But I met you at Alt Summit, finally got to meet you. And you're like, if Lydia from Beetlejuice had like a catering company, I was like, God, she's so (laughs) fucking cute. You're so adorable. I love everything about you. And then I got to see you like sign your book. She's got books, you guys. She has canning tools. She's she's like (laughs) the shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, I do a lot of things, <laughs> but I sort of have to. I think that people always are like, you're doing all this stuff and you're killing it. And it's like, well, it's really hard <laughs> to have a food business and a family. Mm-hmm. You know, before I did this, I was a social worker. So I'm not used to having a lot of money, but I need to have some money <laughs> to be able to pay all of my bills. Mm-hmm. So that takes like doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I have to have all different avenues where money is coming in because so much money has to go out Mm -hmm. when you have a food business. So like, you know, I have to spend sometimes $5,000 on cardboard boxes. It feels so dumb, but you're so right. It's so dumb, but it's just part of it. And and you never know when part of that business is going to drop, especially in times like now, like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you lose all your direct sales. You know, I'm used to stuff like that happening because sometimes it's like weather, you know, it'll snow and all of our events are canceled. And then we have to like still have some way to be making money. And so I have to do all of these things uh, just to make it work. (laughs) You know, I think that's the reason that I've been able to do this for such a long time because I always have another thing kind of going. That's true. You've got a lot of irons in the fire and you're like a Jane of all trades, but we are the same. Yeah. I feel like you have to do more than one thing if you are doing passion work. If you're being a maker and making something that you love and it's from your heart, you're Mm -hmm. like, yay, but your heart can't be the bill. So like you have to like (laughs) also market the shit out of it and do all the things. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. And I'm lucky. I was just lazy this whole year and was like, (laughs) Holiday markets, maybe. I don't know. I didn't put too much stock in it, but usually when I like gear up for holiday markets, as a maker, you have to be planning like two seasons ahead all the time. So right now, as an artist, I'm like designing like last minute Christmas gifts for people. And Christmas isn't even, you know, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. And I'm focused on Valentine's, (laughs) like kids' Valentine's. And I'm like, they have no one to give them to. Well, let's see what happens. And it's a strange time to be a maker. I'm really excited that we have you on this week's episode because this week is Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's food style. And I'm really excited for us to talk to you about food memories and recipe style stuff. If this episode makes people's mouth water, then they can go to your website and they can order yummy stuff to pimp out their recipes. Hell yes. And you know what? Just because you're at home and you can't have like 200 people at your freaking house doesn't mean you can't (laughs) wake up craving your fucking leftovers and be like, yeah, more for me. Picture it like that, you guys. You're making Thanksgiving, but you're making it for yourself for like four or five days. That's Yeah, I think it's kind of nice. You can do whatever you want, really, because I think like Thanksgiving becomes this thing where you're like always thinking about you know, making whatever dish other people want or making stuff that's going to be palatable to a lot of people. And this year you can kind of do your own thing. We decided to just kind of scrap traditional Thanksgiving and we're just each going to make one dish that we love more than anything else. So it could be whatever's comforting. It could be a casserole. It didn't have to be anything that was Thanksgiving related, just whatever makes you happy. So that's what we're doing for Thanksgiving this year. I don't know what anyone else's 
making because you know we have a very small group we're just with my mom my dad my husband and I and then our daughter yeah so you have the family quarantine crew of yeah the small amount of people and I'm not going to put my opinion too much on large gatherings y'all but, I will not. But <laughs> everyone knows how I feel. Everyone has been in this long enough that they know those friends who like don't go out. You know if you're that person who's like hung out at a bar because you just couldn't handle being at home anymore. You all know who you are, what your role is. You're very aware. So if you are lucky enough that you've been so quarantined with your own family and so cautious and so safe that you get to see your parents, that's so incredible. That's That's what we've been working towards. Yeah, Yeah. So my mom had a stroke in January and she just felt like she had survived that. And she was like, I'm willing to risk being around you guys because I lived through this. And as long as you guys can commit to following the rules, we'll commit to following the rules and we'll spend time together. Because at first in the beginning of this, she was just quarantining in her house, but it was so depressing for her. Mm -hmm. Like to have just gone through that life-changing experience and then not to be around anyone and especially not to be around, you know, me and my daughter. It was like, she didn't have anything bringing joy. So then it was like, why did I works, you know, she worked so hard to get through rehab to figure out how to walk again, to do all this stuff. Oh wow. And then was just isolated and it just felt terrible. So we were like, like okay, we can you know, I just think everyone has to make their own decisions of whatever works for them. But this was like what my family needed, I think, to get through this mental health wise, like yes. through the pandemic. So I think everybody just has to do what works for them. Um, but this is what worked for us. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. And I think it's really comes down to each individual person just finding their inner strength to battle through all the crazy feelings. And mm-hmm. some people hit that point really early where they're like, oh, yeah. I just can't take it anymore. I had to get out. And yeah. we're crazy too. But we're at that point of crazy where we can look at all the other people and be like, you're crazier. You know, we're not not that crazy. (laughs) As far as like traditional Thanksgiving goes, it's cool that you guys are kind of tossing it aside Mm, and just doing what brings you joy. Cause like the pressure's off, do what makes you happy. It's, you don't have to do the whole thing. Yeah. What makes me happy is making a fat ass turkey for way too little of people. And then being able to have like turkey soup and turkey taquitos and turkey, all the things. But what's that one dish? What's the dish that is your number one holiday banger. Like people would be disappointed in a normal atmosphere if you showed up at a Thanksgiving party, which is the one that they are like, oh, Sarah has it. So, I mean, I think that people expect me to bring hot sauce always (laughs) and pickles because, you know, so my book is a canning book. So I think if I'm invited somewhere, Thanksgiving or not, I think people expect me to show up with those things. <laughs> you bring wine and they're like, can you leave? Yeah, right. I'm sorry. Get, we don't know. Get out. So we have a, a sauce that we make just for the holidays and it's called cranberry red jalapeno. It's very good. Yeah. It's a fun one. So it's got like all these warming spices like cinnamon and clove and star anise. And then we use cranberries from Washington and it's awesome and it's spicy. It's got red jalapenos in it. So I think people expect me to bring that. If, if it's like the holiday time. And then, yeah, I usually show up with like a bunch of pickles because as Shannon knows, mm-hmm. I am into pickles, pickled anything really. <laughs> so a pickle tray, a pickle platter, it's kind of like sounds like. Charcuterie stuff. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. were in canning club together before the mm-hmm. world ended. So like it's the pickle people. We are always supposed to bring shit in jars. That's like the yeah. rule. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Wine I love pickles, it. man. Anytime you, you would come over my house, Shannon, oh, you always yeah. bring me, you always bring me pickles. You just learn to be the weird lady with pickles. 
pickles in your bag. Yeah. Yep. The thing you do. <laughs> so that cranberry hot sauce. I'm going to rewind because um, my mouth watered. Yeah. Um, I ate in preparation for this interview, but my mouth, my mouth just watered. <laughs> so like, what can you put that with? Kind of the thing that I love to do is showing people how to use our sauces to make you know, simple dishes at home with stuff from the farmer's market. So, you know, in the beginning of starting my business, it was really important for me to promote the farmer's market and to support organ agriculture is a big part of of what I do. So I'm buying from local farmers, but then I'm also telling people to buy from local farmers and make food with the sauces that I'm making. So I try to um, sort of make these really simple recipes. I do a live Instagram every Thursday at two o'clock. so um, good. With this recipes, I know Shannon, you've watched a couple of shit. times. I make your stuff. Thank I love you. it. Thank you oh, yeah. for making the things. I mean, it just it makes it worth it when I see that you've made it. I'm I like, get so well. inspired by you. You make the same kind of food I love to make. It makes it easy to watch you teach me something. So yeah, and people oh. have been trapped for so long yeah. that yeah. mix it up, you totally. guys. Well, and I think I used to post these really complicated recipes because I was like, because I have saved you all this time by making these sauces, you can do these other things because you're going to have more time. But I really looked at that. Different Differently once the pandemic hit, because a lot of our regular customers were people who who cooked a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and so they already had these kind of basic skills. So I was doing recipes that were pretty complicated. And one of the things that I kind of changed once everyone was really home cooking was just to completely simplify things and make things so easy where really the vegetables from the farmer's market are kind of the star and it's super easy. And so people could cook with their CSAs and just make things really quickly since everyone is cooking so much more and needs to do it kind of fast. So I started doing those and and I think it's gone well. People are watching them and people are making the recipes. And, and it's, it was just another way for me to connect with everybody because I think that's been the hardest part for me about the pandemic is that just like Shannon, I was doing a lot of things. I was teaching a lot of classes. I was in the public eye a lot mm-hmm. and around people all the time. And so to instantly have that kind of go away, I was mm-hmm. like, it's hard. It's hard when you're, when you're social and interactive. Well, and it's weird. Like you and I are also interwoven with chefs and culinary people that their feeds are very complicated. And I feel like on certain levels, sometimes it's not a competition, it's community over competition, but you strive to have the same quality in your feed. And I think you and I both had a good bit of foresight at the beginning of pandemic stuff to pare down to home cooks that are trapped at home. And I think we're thriving because of it, because we were making fancy shit because we wanted to ride with the fancy folks. And now we're like, all right, now we're all inside the house. (laughs) Um, For people listening that don't know what a CSA is, just for funsies, I don't know. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> yeah. Will you describe what a CSA is for everybody? Yeah, sure. So uh, it's community supported agriculture. So it's a way for you to prepay for your farmers to be able to grow you food. So you sign up for a CSA um, with whatever farm you choose. And whenever I tell people about signing up for a CSA, you're going into a relationship with those farmers. So you really want to know that you care about the same practices. They're growing food that you like. You get to know them. You know, a lot of the farmers will invite you to the farm if you sign up for their CSA. And so, you know, I always suggest to take your time to figure out whose CSA you want to sign up for. Mm -hmm. I have done a lot of them over the years just because I know the farmers, even though I'm at the farmer's market, a lot of times I'm trapped at my booth and I can't really get out to shop or I can shop in the morning, but then by the time I get home- We're at the end. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the produce has been sitting in the sun or whatever, you know, it's just like I can't get it home in time basically. So I've signed up for a lot of different ones. What I like right now is 
is that people other than farmers are doing CSAs. So the idea is that you give whoever it is you're signing up for a bunch of money, <laughs> and then they, um, you know, give you weekly produce boxes. And if it's, it's like and, buying stock in a farm, yeah, it costs a lot of money to, to run a farm, to yeah. run a farm, and even just to get things planted. You'll order the seeds, and they'll order things in like January, and then yep. and they're plowing and they're working, and they don't actually get a payoff until you know the summertime, and mm-hmm. so they need some money to sustain the farm until then. So that helps to do that. And there's a bunch of different programs where you can check out all the different CSAs, and we have so many around. So us so too. It's crazy. There's so many. I did a cool one this year that was with the farm punks and I've I've talked about it quite a few times because it was one of my favorite ones that I've done because they make salad dressing, like all Ooh. natural salad dressing. And then, you know, my parents were hippies. So they kind of do this hippie version of salad dressing with like nutritional yeast and kelp and, Ooh, you know, like all natural olive oil and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they grow all these herbs. So it would be like balsamic basil dressing or whatever, like sage something. So you would get your bags of salad and a dressing every single week just dropped to your door and the greens are all washed. <laughs> I will say there's some really cool CSAs pro tip tour a farm first mm-hmm. and find a farm where you can look at what they've showcased from the last season so that you don't end up with i love radicchio but there was one time where i signed up where it was like a quarter of the box is radicchio then green beans and then a bunch of rando squash and i was like i wanted a little more variety but yeah. also um if they wash their greens oh know, it's such so a delight nice. it's your spring mix that you don't keep in a drawer from the grocery store to die it's the spring mix you want to eat because well and when you're getting it straight from the farm instead of a grocery store it gives you a little bit more time because you know they had just they have just picked it and i kind of like you know if you're one of those people that needs someone to tell you what to do with your produce then Mm -hmm. you should find a farm that writes recipes because there are some that do that which is really nice sometimes people kind of need that because they'll be like what do i do with rutabagas or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's true and i think you and i both write recipes for some different farms so that they can put that with their CSA boxes. That's actually Yeah, amazing. I do a lot of that for whoever happens to be my farm neighbor for mm. the season. So because we're standing next to each other and I'll be like, oh yeah, you can take our habanero sauce and you can, you know, make this curried squash soup or whatever and you can buy the squash right here and so that just from doing that I started writing recipes and then the farmers would put it out by their produce because I was already telling people to buy their stuff but Mm -hmm. then they they needed like an actual physical recipe so then I have the recipes at my table they have them at theirs and we can just kind of co-support each other which is always so true (laughs) for those that don't know the farmer's market is a wealth of knowledge for buying cool stuff and learning how to cook cool stuff because you could walk up to a farmer and be like hey, I see this weird thing you grew. What the hell do I do with that thing? And they'll usually have a good recipe because people will tell them what they've made with the weird thing. So, Well, yeah, that's the cool part is, you know, not all farmers are cooks or chefs. And I would say a lot of them actually aren't, but they know what people do with their produce. So they see what's on the menus and what chefs are doing with it, what their customers will come back and say they did with it. So they usually have a pretty good idea if you just ask them. I'm looking at a painting in Shannon's (laughs) house right now. And it's like, yeah, it's like a a barn with horses and an old man and children and bridges and 
hearts and pulleys and barrels. And I'm looking at it going, I grew up on like and loved everything like Little House on the Prairie. Mm -hmm. Half of those books I read were just like talking about the process of farming when they were going to harvest, who they were selling it to. If you got a cold front. If the sale fell through, Mm -hmm. then they're screwed for winter and they can't Mm -hmm. buy their winter wools, you know? And I'm like, I think about that right now in the pandemic is really, we've been saying this (laughs) since the beginning is like bringing everything back down to brass tacks and making people look at their lives a little differently. Everyone's slowing down a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And the whole farm to table thing is like a reality. Make friends with a farmer. They'll grow your food for you. you. There's all these chefs in the world. They can tell you how to make the food. And then you have all the sauces. It's totally true. I will say to circle back to complete the circle here. Your question about what to do with the cranberry sauce. <laughs> I make a mean oh, right. turkey quesadilla with that quesadilla. shit. And it is so, oh, it's like Thanksgiving year round. It is so good. Oh. So I have a recipe posted because I didn't answer your question. So let me answer I got distracted by what um, CSA meant and I made Shannon ask for me because I was yeah. raising my hand going, then I got hungry again and brought us back. So we're fine. I'm glad you did. So I have a recipe that is, I, I make it probably once a week during the time that I have the cranberry sauce because we only have it during, you know, October, November, December, and then that's it. But it's salmon. So you just take salmon and you melt butter and mix it with panko and chopped up hazelnuts. And then you paint the salmon with the cranberry red jalapeno sauce. And then you pack that crust on the top and then you just bake it at 350 for 10 minutes. So it's like a hidden gem. Yeah. It's so good and so easy. And I think, you know, it's one of those things that anybody can do. You just put it on a piece of parchment paper on a sheet pan and it's just so delicious. It has so much flavor with just those few. Seriously. Well, now I know what I'm putting in your stocking. Yeah, I was picturing yes. every time Shannon has a holiday party, she <laughs> makes this really good jalapeno jelly mm-hmm. and she would do just like a block of cream cheese and mm-hmm. then the jalapeno jelly poured over it and we'd eat it like fiends with crackers it like crack. or put it on bread. Yeah. It was great. That's what I was picturing because I yeah. love like those turkey wraps that have yeah. cream cheese in them. That's why and I make cranberry. the quesadilla like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We used to share a kitchen with Portland Creamery. And so we would always do that with their goat cheese. They're like soft goat cheese. That's kind of so like cream good. cheese. Pour it over the top with our cranberry sauce. So anytime we did any like kitchen events and invite people over, it was a good way for us to kind of Blending it. Of if they ate it and they loved good. it and you're yeah. like, put us both up. They were both here. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> fine. Oh my goodness. So... Coming back to Thanksgiving, I feel like getting family things can be a huge cluster if you have a huge family like ours. I don't know how much of your extended family gathered on a normal Thanksgiving, but did you ever have any kind of calamity or chaos that happened when you were traveling to Thanksgiving? Our family had a weird flat tire a handful of times. And I just wonder, we had four kids and, and two adults and it's like six, six people with a lot of small children and a flat tire on a long distance is just a huge pain in the ass. I don't know why we didn't just turn around and go back home. Still made it to grandma's. I don't know what the fuck we were thinking. Grandma probably would have been pissed. So, you know, my family never really did anything for Thanksgiving hmm. at all. So, so my, I grew up in Welch's, which is on Mount Hood and I lived up there with my mom and my brother and we would always just do just a small 
dinner, but I, I can't even remember my mom making a turkey or anything like that. Like we just didn't really do Thanksgiving. And I wasn't part of like a big family Thanksgiving celebration until, you know, I married my husband and his aunt, Justy, has one of those wonderful homes that's great and for everyone hosting goes a bunch there. of people in the Northwest oh, Hills. I everyone goes, that. you know, where it's like two huge tables of people. So I had never been part of anything like that until I was, you know, an adult. Um, and it's amazing. I mean, I, I don't know why we didn't. I mean, my, my family just, we didn't live close to my family. Oh my God, we had so <laughs> many aunts, uncles, and siblings and just the chaos. I remember it. So when we have a peaceful Thanksgiving, I'm like, oh, that's delightful. Well, it just sounds yeah, delightful. It's really nice. So we've been going up there like once a month during this pandemic because, you know, it's a very small town. There's nothing up there. It hasn't changed at all since I lived up there, except for that maybe it's even less populated, really? especially because all of the resorts and everything are closed right now because mm. of the pandemic. But everything's just slower and quieter up there. So when I was growing up, it was a great place to be, you know, with my family. And we would just have these like cozy times, you know, it snows, it's beautiful. You're surrounded by mountains. My mom never could really like sit and do nothing, which is where I get it from. <laughs> and so we, feel that too. <laughs> we would always, <laughs> we would always be going on hikes or sledding or snowshoeing, cross country skiing, like whatever it was. That's why we were in that area. So we could do all those things. And so we did all the time. So instead of, you know, doing these big gatherings, we were like out adventuring, which I think is so cool. Cool. I mean, it's a cool way to like shape my world, but I think both things are really nice now that I've experienced both of them. You know, we just didn't have that pressure to travel somewhere for Thanksgiving. We just didn't do it. So there weren't any like calamities. Nice, actually. You know, the the irony is when we moved from Portland, it was either going to be to Welch's or, Uh or the town we ended up with, which was small still out yeah, towards the coast were yeah. like east or Let's west flip a coin and i'm like that sounds terrible why <laughs> and then we could have what if we, we could have ended been up being at the kids. same high school together because we would have been in welch's which is not big <laughs> we would have totally it's known not big there's actually not even a there's not even a high oh school up there you have to go into sandy there's not they have one school and it's just um you know kindergarten oh, through shit. eighth grade so there's not even like a junior high and then you have to go into the next biggest yeah. town which is we would have an small, argument but- for a vehicle then we would have been oh, like oh god that's true high school yeah you have to drive dad our yeah. graduating class was 60 kids and i still thought that was fucking weird coming from <laughs> portland i'm like i'm sorry this place is that's tiny. not a lot wow that's nuts i love that you got to get into the big family functions with dirk's family that's kind of awesome. Yeah. You get the best yeah. of both worlds. I know. It's cool. It's like having the best of both. Yeah. We used to do uh, Orphan Thanksgiving with all of mm. our band friends. The Friendsgiving and before Friendsgiving. it was Friendsgiving. Yeah. yeah. And it, was, it was just the orphans gathering <laughs> and we'd do all the traditional stuff. And then sometimes we'd have like cupcake stations to where you'd bring out cupcakes oh and God, everyone could sit right. around and decorate cupcakes and look like little children while I like frenzied in my two-bedroom apartment to like make everyone food but then i've also dated people who had the large extended family to where like 
didn't matter the holiday. There was always people I didn't recognize or people that knew me somehow and were like over friendly. I was like, this is a lot. And then all the women in the kitchen being like, no, you go sit down, you relax. And I'm like, but I was raised for this day. Right. Like, and uh, will you no, judge me if I how sit? Dare how dare you? Yes. Like, let me, oh, I've had point. both experiences and I will say I'm loving just the small, intimate, make whatever yeah. we want, no pressure to satisfy everyone else type of vibe. And I'm so grateful for it. And I need to know, even though, you know, Thanksgiving wasn't a huge hoopla, can you give our listeners any of your sage advice? Because I feel like you have this wisdom about you. And can you share any advice you've been given in your lifetime about being grateful or thankful. This is the thing about me in the holidays is like, you know, I spent so long working as a social worker. I worked, you know, in group homes with kids. You become their family because they can't go home for the holidays. So the holidays became like super important for me to make over the top because it was depressing for them to not be able to go spend time with their own family for whatever reasons. Yeah. I mean, I worked in many different avenues, but for whatever reason, they always needed to stay where they were with us in the in the homes that I ran. So I tried to always just make things really special and really fun and along with the other people that worked there with me. So we would do traditional huge Thanksgivings there. And my boss, who's this really wonderful woman, Trina, she loved to cook and loved to cook for people. And she would always put all of this focus on making these really special Thanksgiving meals for the kids. And so I think I kind of just kept that going after even I didn't really work there. And we did a lot of um, what you're talking about, where you're inviting people that don't have somewhere else to go or just making that day really special. So I think that's something that I've just held on to is that even if you're not into the idea of Thanksgiving or the history of Thanksgiving, totally get it. But I think just get gathering with whoever and making it really special and then just acknowledging what you do have and what you're thankful for. So we would always with the kids go around and say one thing that we were grateful for. And it was surprising to hear a lot of times it's the one time that it maybe gave the kids the freedom to talk about feelings mm -hmm. in regards to where they were in that moment. So even though they were maybe angry that their life wasn't exactly where they wanted it to be, they weren't home with their family, but they were really glad to have that one day and that one moment and have people, you know, show that they cared about them. So I just try to still hang, hang on to that. And, and even for, you know, Christmas too, like we didn't really celebrate Christmas when I was growing up. I mean, we did, we had a tree and stuff, but we weren't like a religious family. We didn't have all of those things associated with that kind of stuff. So with that time, just acknowledging you know, your people, acknowledging that you care about them and just making it, you know, kind of slowing things down and making it really special, I think is something that I think people get really wrapped up in a lot of other stuff. Yeah. So, so just true. taking note of the little things. I will say as far yeah. as Thanksgiving goes, I feel like these days everything is so under a microscope that people don't know how to feel for something yeah. that they can also protest. You know, That's you can, point. you can enjoy something and not for the negative that you see right. in it. You can make it and your own instead. Yeah. Yes. I don't celebrate Thanksgiving for the history. <laughs> no. I acknowledge yeah. the bloodshed. I see indigenous yeah. people for their struggles. That's not history. That's current. But there's something to be said about seasonal depression, all the negative things in the world that when the sun goes away and the nights get longer and the days get shorter and it gets cold and it gets just overwhelmed 
overwhelming. I feel like Thanksgiving and Christmas, if you take it all out of everything, take take away the religion, take away the mass consumerism, take away all the all the things you can hate about it and look at it like a calendar. All we're missing is one more food holiday in January to monthly get us through seasonal <laughs> depression. To that's show right. other people we love them with food. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that, you know, right now, I even you're seeing it a lot in like the food world. So, yeah. you know, just cuz everything is on edge, all these systems are being destroyed. Everyone's like barely hanging on. And so you even see it in like food writing and food magazine. Like nobody knows how to tell anybody else how to celebrate right now because no one's feeling it, you know? And so we have to like find ways to experience joy because it's Mm -hmm. the only thing that's going to get us through all of this. So you figure out what's right for you and, and really like find some joy in something. And so it doesn't matter what that is for you for Thanksgiving time. But I think that there's definitely some there for everybody. You just have to like look for it and then acknowledge it, you know, then talk about it with your, with your people, whoever you're around. It's kind of the perfect season for sharing stuff. Yeah. You're totally spot on. Like, like I'm just struggling to write a blog post the other day about like holiday stuff. And I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to shine lights on my community friends that I want to support their business. Because I love them and I'm a little worried about their business. Like, mm-hmm. how do I yeah. tell people to buy from my friends? These are my food friends. I should tell people to buy from yeah. my food friends that I would normally talk about. Everybody should just be like holding hands and cheering each other on and sharing and being positive. And that means more than uh, the typical stigma of Thanksgiving isn't necessary this year. Let's all yeah. just be like yes. friendly and loving and kind and all of that is okay. And we need it. I mean, to survive and to have our mental health be intact, <laughs> we need that. You know, we need that connection. And we need that joy. So that's what I'm really hoping that people can do. No matter how you do it, I think just find a way to connect with the people that you love, even if you can't do it in person, and just tell them how much they mean to you and how the things that you've experienced over the years that have brought you joy. And then in that moment, hopefully that can get you through the next couple of months, just those feelings of of joy. I'm seeing a lot online that I'm loving. And Mm -hmm. it's two things. First thing is I see you Instagram. Thank you everyone for not being ashamed to put up your holiday decor on Halloween. Fuck Don't yeah. even care. I was people, enjoying So that. many people are posting like, I, I feel like we just uh-huh. all need it right now. And I broke down and, uh, you know, I normally don't yeah. do this till after Thanksgiving. And I'm like, stop apologizing. Thank you. Oh yeah. We put up our Christmas decorations. We're big Halloween decorators and celebrators. So, you know, old goth kids were into vampires and things like that. So our decorating just kind of moves from Halloween. And then we have our birthdays. My daughter always has a spooky birthday party. So we leave things spooky. And then it moves into Christmas. And we, you know, have our tree up by, you know, usually the first week of November, sometimes October still. But our Christmas tree is all... Well, we have like a vampire tree it's topper so good. and all like spooky, weird skeleton ornaments. You're and a winter things. goth, yeah. and I love it. That's so cool. <laughs> you guys are playing Nightmare Before Christmas from September to New Year's, and you're like, yeah. everything's Halloween. Well, and you know, my husband is a big movie guy, so he grew up with his parents owning a video store, and he has a podcast called VHS where he has people watch a movie that they have the same job as the main character in the That's movie. So relatable. And it's then a they really good podcast. chat about it. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. So for the month of October, he does the 31 days Ooh. of horror movies. So you watch a different horror movie 
movie every day. He, we've done that for the last few years. And then this year I went on his podcast to talk about all the different ones because, you know, some are good, some are not good. The ones that are not good are so <laughs> good. bad that they're good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're good. They're good. Yeah. Oh, uh, so like good. Children of the Corn and everything <sighs> Stephen King, everything in between. But my all time favorite, the thing that shaped me as a human and will never leave my memory is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've when watched they- that one. Sucked yeah. the blood with the yeah. curly straw out of the cotton Absolutely. candy human. Every time I eat cotton candy, I picture that curly straw full of blood. Every time I use and a it, curly straw, I think about it. It's so whimsical. <laughs> oh, I know. Why do we love it? I yeah. don't know. Oh, it's so gross. creepy. We but. used to be the girls that when our friends had, we'd have family movie night at their house. They mm-hmm. would take all four girls to the movie store. Oh, sleep away. The camp. girls would go to the rom com <laughs> and the weird ass shit. Like they're picking 10 things I hate about you, and we're like, what's in the weird 70s 80s section right and, and then we, we pick like the seventh the, film like the, the worst sequel thing, that's the seventh right. one and we well, haven't seen any of the other ones we're like let's go i She's one topless. time picked one where a vampire <laughs> broke his fingers off and they turned into other vampires i still to this day don't know what that movie is oh. called I-, I don't know what that is either but i'll ask Derek. he'll probably know have you ladies seen Ginger Snaps? Yes. Oh, I would think that you would like it because it's like this two sister so werewolf. Two sister. Okay. That's basically us. We're like uh. just like that. so. Oh, that's God. the first thing I'm seeing on Instagram: people putting up lights, yes. celebrating uh, Halloween in August, celebrating winter holiday solstice, whatever, what have you. Putting up all the sparkly lights because it's like we fucking need these lights right yeah, now, everyone. Like, mode. let's yeah. light it up. Here's the second thing I'm seeing. I'm seeing people go online and say things like, hey, guys, thinking about holiday season and presents, I really want to shop small and here's what I'm interested in. Can anyone direct me to blah, blah, blah. And then and it's in every group I'm in. I'm in cooking groups. I'm in TV show groups. I'm in weird crossover groups that have funny names and everyone's doing it. So don't be afraid to ask everyone if you are wanting to shop small, you're wanting to support farmers, artists food people, you know, any which way. Yeah. And I will say that we all need that right now as makers. So, you know, normally during the holidays, I do like 70% of my business for the whole year and it's at in-person events, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm running all around town doing every craft show and holiday gift show. My parents work for me, all my friends. Normally that is what is happening. So of course, none of those events are happening. But what we're seeing is that I think it's going to be okay. (laughs) I'm hoping. But I've also just decided not to fret about it. Like we're just going to hang on for the year and hope that um, we can just make it through this time. But people are shopping online and we're doing local free delivery. So most days I'm just driving around, dropping things to people's doors. We're not doing in-person events. And Marshall's hot sauce for porch delivery <laughs> like you would Postmates. That's genius. And there's no contact, you know, especially now things kind of, you know, got shut back down and we decided not to even do any of the outdoor events because they're cold and they're hard and I felt like it's risky and things were getting darker for me as I was standing out in the cold mm-hmm. trying to sell my stuff. So I was like, you know, I'm just not going to go there. And I'm just going to do what is going to work for me. We have a lot of our customers that are, you know, shipping stuff to their friends and family and just ordering where they would normally come pick up a bunch of stuff at Crafty Wonderland or whatever. They're just ordering through us directly. And so I think that if you can, if you have the ability to 
buy anything for anyone and that's something that you're going to do, I do think reach out to makers directly. It's great to purchase things online or to go into a store, but it's always better for the maker if you buy it from them because they make a higher percentage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, and that's what they're used to doing during this time at all those in-person events. What I recommend is if you live in Portland and you can get these smaller makers that literally make things with their hands, not in a factory. Sarah makes this shit by hand. Every batch is teeny tiny. Oh, and she does bottle pour and videos that are fucking sexy. Like pour porn. <laughs> if you yes. want factory, like how it's made porn, go yes. watch her Instagram. It's but, so sexy. But also make your loved ones something. Don't buy it Old Navy and ship it to grandma. Okay. Grandma doesn't give a fuck about Old Navy this year. Let's be really real. <laughs> buy a bunch of things, have makers deliver if they do, and then build a basket of stuff and ship it yourself. Support the post office, support local, send her something that you made a whole care package and she'll feel so much better about it. It makes the most sense. You're giving your money right to where it needs to start. I think so too. People have less money to spend on frivolous things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone just Marie Kondo'd their whole spring and summer. (laughs) Everyone was like, fuck this. It don't give me joy. No one needs more crap that doesn't give them joy. Listen to people. And, And here's what I've been doing. I've just been asking people, hey, I have have an idea because I see that you have a void here. And I think this would bring you so much happiness. Can I fill that void with said gift? Would you like this gift or would you like something like this? And and when I'm asking people, like birthdays have been rolling through, I'm directly asking people, I was thinking of getting you this. Would you find value in it? Do you have time for it? You know, I'm not going to buy someone a book if they don't have time to sit down and read a goddamn book. So I'm being more thoughtful. And for the first time, I I love surprises. I love surprising people. (laughs) I'm like, I know what I will get you. But what I found is, whoa, that's so thoughtful. Yes, I could totally use that. Thank you for asking me. And this is exciting. And everyone is happy. That's really smart. And I'm not wasting money. Yeah. I'm not giving someone something that will just sit on a shelf. Though I think the worst presents are presents where you feel like you have to use them because someone got them for you. You know, you have to wear the scarf. I wish I could tell you how many things in this room next to us are (laughs) presents I've never used. I will never tell. I get a lot of weird things. We can't even white elephant them to, this no, year. No, because I don't know what to do. We can't even give them to someone uh, at an ugly gift exchange party and laugh and laugh and laugh. No. That's not an option <laughs> <Okay>. this year. <laughs> I will say this segues weirdly into my last question Ooh, somehow, yeah. which is freaky that this train went this way. So all of us have worked in super fucked up retail, which oh, is hell yeah. just basic. Holla. Basic bitch shit doesn't happen this year, which we can talk shit about it all we want. Um, Does this mean we're grown ass women if we don't, don't have to know. clock in at the mall right mm, now? Let's just knock on wood because <laughs> fucking who knows where oh, we're going. But okay. <laughs> so holiday music started at the ass crack of October this year, and I got a little insane about it when I was forced to go to Fred Meyer for batteries. I think we all worked at weird retail where the special kind of hell is when holiday music starts before Thanksgiving. It always drove me insane. Do you have a Christmas song that is ruined for you? Chalkboard. Because of retail. I have two in particular, and I'm sure Bonnie has some too. Didn't you and Dirk meet working? Yeah, Dirk and I met working at Urban Outfitters. So uh, that was my first job when I moved out of my childhood home. I went to nursing school, Linfield Nursing School, which is on 23rd. And so I got a job down the street at Urban Outfitters. So classic. (laughs) Well, it was different then. So this was the 90s. It was not in malls and things like that. And it's not what it is now. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, we were a bunch of weirdos for sure. And the people that I met there have become my lifelong friends. So, you know, it was a bunch of kind of misfit kids. Like all the kids that would work at the record shop, but there was Yeah, same. There. I mean, and, and that's, you know, Jerk worked at the record store and then worked there. And that's where we met. We would mostly all just go, you know, to shows and, and movies and run around town. But But yeah, so we met there. So they did not play Christmas music there, but it does make you not like the holidays. Did Urban Outfitters have its own reel? Like I know friends that worked at Old Navy that have PTSD if they go to Old Navy because the loop has been the same for all the years. We'd get new seasonal mixes when I worked for (laughs) Icing by Claire's. The grown-up version. I help girls pick out CZ rings for their bridal party. I'll admit I was at Nordstrom. I I pierced some ears. But Icing by Claire's had their own special hit playlist. And what was awful was I worked at the mall, but it was in the time where I like hung out with bands. And then when I was at home, it was just like show, show, shows. I would work to go to shows, work to pay my rent, work Mm -hmm. to do all that. But I would show, 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 shows. And, and, you know, in the mix, you happen to date a band guy here and there. Then you go to work hungover and their fucking song comes on your goddamn playlist. Cause now they're on the radio. And I was like haunted. And I was like, okay, I don't know. I, that's another perfect hell. I didn't actually consider. Oh, oh, it comes, it comes all the way back around. But we got some cool jams You're for lucky. Christmas mix. So like icing by Claire's thought they were very hip, and we would get like like the kids about version of Christmas songs, Gross. and then we get like the used, and we're like used Christmas is is pretty fun. It's great. I still listen. I to love it. it. I I'd, love it. I would have killed. To I love the to used that. instead it's of fantastic. Mariah Carey because all I want for Christmas is not Mariah Carey. Um, when I hear those jingle bells, all I can think of are the goth ravers yes, under yeah. the bridge doing the ching, oh. ching, ching. And that's like my all-time favorite. And now we have to post it on the Instagram because that's my favorite. I do. Have you ladies seen the um, Mariah Carey Christmas movie? That's was a cartoon about her and a dog. No. <laughs> it's my favorite. Now. Which I think is probably pretty surprising. I mean, I don't, you know, clearly Mariah Carey is not my jam that's you're not, not her demographic no i am not <laughs> but the movie as a christmas movie i think it's one of my favorites because it's kind of it has this message oh. about being you know a misfit and not being perfect and, and it's not about her it's about her dog of course <laughs> and so um i love it it's it one called? of my favorites i think it's called all i want for christmas because they play that song like four <laughs> oh, times no, shannon can't crying. watch it because she'll okay. die for the okay, song I'm dying. okay hang on I'll take this. Hey, did you Just say kidding. cartoon? I got it. It's a cartoon. Okay. It's a cartoon about Mariah Carey as a kid. Oh. She's like the main character and she really wants a puppy. But she's perfect. So the imperfection has to be. Yeah. She wants a puppy named Princess and her parents have her watch this dog that's like ugly and a mutt. And of course, you know, she doesn't want it, but then she falls. All right. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the cartoon that's so realistic, it's almost like claymation that's knockoff. That's pretty cute. To be clear, I yeah. do love Mariah Carey to be fair from back in the day when I was when I was a little tweezy when I was a little 12 13 I really loved some Mariah Carey I used to sing the voice to men Mariah Carey slow jam in the shower all the time but it was so sad it's about someone like dying yes (laughs) 
And I used to just get down on that song because I could I could drop it really low and sing all the <laughs> And all them boys and men parts. Could and you then, hit all the and then I couldn't hit all the high no, notes, but, you but I would just go one under. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Oh my god. So, so I good. just liked when she was in a crop top on a tire swing, and I wanted to be like that, but I didn't want to be like that. I just found an online but, picture where she looks super just drunk. This is well, so good. I feel like that's. Oh, that's real life. I'm saving I, it. Well, she's in some buffalo. Plaid. Yeah, Let's she, put that she's on a little looty. <laughs> she's a little looty on that couch. She found that ugly dog, though. I mean, that's not a Jack Russell. By any stretch, no. Okay, I mm. like that she loves an ugly dog because she's adopted yeah. seven. All dogs, dogs are beautiful. Whatever. Yeah, that's the message for sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> now I have to watch that movie for Christmas. Good. You're welcome. <laughs> it's gonna bring you some pure joy for sure. I love that you secretly are obsessed with a Mariah Carey movie. That actually that makes me feel like I'm like inner sanctum friend now. <laughs> yeah. There you go. My secret's out. <laughs> I think what I want to do, we went from Thanksgiving. We're just like, just we're going ham on Christmas and holiday. Yeah, fuck, fuck it all. Let's zoom forward to all the holidays. Woot. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to recreate the mix CDs I used to make in my twenties <gasps> when I worked at the mall. And was like, oh, yeah. I the radio. I'm only Her gonna, mix CD. Okay, I'm Sarah. a real elitist bitch, but also yeah, I, I find some cheesy that. shit. Yeah, I love that. My husband still makes me mix CDs oh. every month. He'll every give me month? a new one that has every month. I get a new one and they have themes so you know i get an october one that has spooky music and then i get um, one for my birthday that has a bunch of birthday songs like, mixed in like usually like punk rock he is the shit, and then yeah, yeah and then christmas i get like weird holiday dr- i like drum and bass a lot so i'll get like these holiday drum and bass mixes and she just throws yeah. it in there. You're like, like so. Just, you're just so uh, cool. I mean, so I like love drum and bass, but like, I mean, I have this guy. Listen, I'm so. a sucker for a pan flute. So if anybody could tell my future husband, if you play the piano, I just need some pan flute. My, no, you give me pan flute, or you give me saxophone. If you give me an '80s teen witch saxophone breakdown at any point, oh, any I song, love a saxophone breakdown. I love me a jammy '80s saxophone breakdown in anything where I'm just like, ooh, tear it Mental up. Note. And and then Kenny G for podcast. What you do, you do, you do thumb and pinkies out. Oh, like you're, oh, like yeah. you're hanging ten. Are you showing the tutorial you, yes, of air sacs? Yes. And oh, then fuck. you place your pinky to pink, pinky. No, no, pinky to thumb. Okay. All right. Thumb and mouth. Okay. Pinky out. Oh, okay. And then your fingers then you can diddly go diddly? wild, do and you, you can you can diddly diddly. You oh. can you could saxophone. You can clarinet. Can you saxophone? You can, muffone? Yeah, saxophone. Oh. You can also Kenny G flute. Ooh, loudest. If you will, and I'm just so good at it that any time a sax breakdown <laughs> comes please? in, do that motion oh, one more time so that I can send Sarah a photo. Uh, yeah, do I? All right. Well, I'm literally Instagramming it. <laughs> it's video. really good, so you get a visual right now. It's oh, beautiful. Okay, you're not wrong. No, I quite like that. It's fantastic. But also, with permission, yeah, non copyright, copyright, copy, <laughs> copy. Um, can I make? Sarah, a copy of my all-time favorite of your CD that you burned for me is yes. Gift. I was going to literally wanna... fifteen years ago. It's easy. so good. I want to put it on a, oh, it's so a Spotify good. playlist. It has everyone. Dude, it has on it. Real talk. Truth be told, I do listen to it off season because it's so fucking good. Yeah. I just like a good cry your eyes out <laughs> Christmas song. Right? Like sometimes you just have to feel for the people of the world right sarah do you have a like all-time favorite song comes on the christmas station and you're like oh it's my song though let's see probably wham yes Yes. last christmas 
yeah in the heart i mean if it's on i'd stop and i'm turning it up i love that video too where they're like in their sweaters at the ski resort they're feeling it they got the feathered bangs yo so feathered yeah i think that's probably like a fave for me and and the fave video like i love to watch it at christmas time like it's a movie i'll just put it on like over and over that's a really good song i actually heard it the other day and it didn't register to me as christmas even though it literally says christmas over and over my brain was just like oh i love this song anytime i hear my Uh go-to faves this is where bond gets really cheesy i'm like i'm so a rock no i'm not michael buble harry connick jr those mofos can throw down christmas like no one's business they croon in my ear. They don't give me that hot sax that I was looking oh, for. Oh, hot sax, But, but they give me that warm feeling of like, <laughs> I'm being taken care of this year. Oh. Okay, you ready? Here's yeah. here's my here's my shit. Um, I like a good Christmas cry. I like a good Faith Hill. Where are you, Christmas? And you just ball <laughs> on the floor with wine. And you just, you're like, I don't even know oh. what I'm getting for Christmas. I don't even know. I don't think I know that one. I'll have to. It's so beautiful. I'm fucked up about piano music. I think that's my problem. Yeah. And I like her voice. But then you listen to it, you're like, where is Christmas? Where is I just don't know what to do about this Christmas. It's so great. And then you listen to Wham and you're like, yeah, because last Christmas I cried like Faith Hill. Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so oh, good it's just a real round the world with christmas songs. i love all the feels that we're feeling uh, right now oh my face hurts again that means we're doing a great episode yeah. i like this. <laughs> this or that yeah yeah ready sarah i am ready this or that you choose your choice pick one or the other turkey or ham ham mac and cheese or mashed potatoes mashed potatoes black olives on your fingers or eat them the boring way Fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Casual dress or all dressed up? All dressed up. Canned cranberry sauce or scratch made? <laughs> scratch made. From scratch. <laughs> listen, there's the line. Some people need a guide to cut the thing. <laughs> She's like, listen, with my Washington cranberries, I go ham. I my- I'm going to tell you who grew them. <laughs> What if she was like, I just can't get over that Welch's can. That I was, you know, she goes rogue so often. It was really I loved canned jelly. It's it's good for a purpose. I like to slice it. I like to slice it on the ridges made from the can and then slurp it into my face. No one else likes cranberry sauce at my house. I use it in a weird recipe. It'll be on the blog. Do it to it. All right. Nap after eating or drink after eating. Mm, Both. Take a shot. I like to, yeah, I like to take a nap and then have a drink. I like to drink while I'm sleeping. I like to drink while I'm sleeping. What the fuck? You like to drink while you're sleeping? I didn't catch it all the way. Oh, you like it. Host or guest? Host. Big party or small gathering? Small gathering. Damn, you got out of this or that's real fast and easy. I know. I like it. God, (laughs) I know what I want. Oh, and those were predictable yet not. I like it. You know, it's hard. I like yeah. to make people choose between mac and cheese or mashed potatoes. Could you the I devil? Feel, yes, because people equally <laughs> like love them. And I didn't even say like mashed potatoes and gravy. Like, oh yeah, you didn't even make it no. a thing. You just like, know. And if I wanted to build, I could be like gooey panko crust mac and Bitch. cheese with four cheeses, like smoked <laughs> gouda. Mm. But Sarah and I are twisted. We'd be like. Locally grown potato gnocchi <laughs> with dairy-free <laughs> fucking cheese and panko, bitch. 
<laughs> make it real creepy. Let's just yeah. eat all the foods. This episode is so making hungry. me. I love it. I'm still so full, and I didn't Ugh. have to cook for myself tonight, so it feels like I went to a restaurant for the first time oh. in ages. I ate a lot in preparation for talking about food, and just everything Sarah does makes me hungry. It really does. I had 10 I'm olives and a half a cup of macadamia nuts because I shoved them fistful oh, in my face. Did you eat the olives but, the boring way? No, they were <laughs> they were spiced olives with garlic in the center. So I oh. ate them the fancy way. But also I have a whole cabinet filled with Sarah's sauces. So I'm going to make me some shit with some sauce. Yay. I love it. I live with finicky people yeah. who either can't eat spicy because of their stomachs or their children. <laughs> And I look at your sauces like, this is this is my fucking treat, you know. Like <laughs> her mama married with children used to mm -hmm. just sneak Peg Bundy would sneak her bonbons, and that was like her thing. And I look at your hot treat. sauces, I'm like, these are mine. They're oh. all mine. No one else gets them. We have a lot of people that that will do something like that, where it's like they either hide it from their roommates. That's a really common one that I hear, or they'll like you know put some big note on it, like you cannot eat this sauce. <laughs> It's just for them. It's like their special treat that they need. I will say you have a kid fan, red chili lime. Oh, Aiden loves nice. the spicy. Oh, you've converted him from Tabasco. Oh, cool. Which is huge because <laughs> he will say Tabasco, but instead he'll just literally bring me the red one that's in the fridge of yours. And then he'll tell me to put that on his mac and cheese. Oh, so, that's so great. It's a spicy wondering. mac. I know. I'm drooling. I'm smacking spicy. sounds. It's ridiculous. Compliments. Absolutely. City. This is the fun part. Where we tell you all the things we like about you and make you feel borderline uncomfortable. <laughs> Most people are like, ooh, stop it. Because I don't know you as well. But you still love her. <laughs> I truly do. So, so cute. I got to meet you. Here's where I felt like we had like a really weird connection. So we met briefly in passing. Then I let you guys chat and I walked around because I was like the only smoker in Palm Springs. So I was like a leper like standing where the bus was going to pull up. I'm like, I don't know, wander into the parking lot and let them chat and catch up. But we were, <laughs> we were four of the most like awkwardly out of place people at this like tan pool party full of like bubbly extroverts. Uh -huh. And I were standing outside of a huge grand pool party and people are like popping around beach balls and stuff. And you and your husband are like rockabilly chic wearing black. And I was like, I, I just, I love them so much. You guys were very like snarky, snarky. And I loved it so much. And I, I felt like a connection with you instantly. And Shannon was like elbowing me, like, told you you would like her. I like, I just want to hang out there. And then I, I stalk your feed and it fills me with so much joy. I'm not a foodie person. I cook. I grew up baking. I love all aspects of food. I like learning about food, but I now follow so many food people that my Instagram is like all arts and crafts and then like a couple people dancing and then like a few really good witches. So I feel like I'm in this really healthy zone for 2020. And whenever I see your gooey, shiny, just sexy poor videos that you do for your sauces, I'm inspired. But yeah, like I don't want to cook my own hot sauce. I don't want to burn my own eyes. I don't want to chop up <laughs> anything spicy. I don't want to live in it. I want to live in eating it. And I just love how creative you are and you're super fun. And I feel like we have so many crossovers as far as, yeah. as like what our interests would be that when the world opens back up, I really just want to force myself upon you as the little <laughs> sister friend. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm not ashamed at all. I've done this my whole life. Guess what, mom? Take your sister with you. It applies everywhere now. Lifelong so, bond. Yeah. yeah. You guys, anybody out there, if you're friends with Shannon, I'm allowed to now be your friend. It's and, a, and sneak in there. Grandfathered in in a sisterly way. Yes. It's a weird thing. I want to watch horror movies in the springtime. Yes. The oh. ones that are just so bad that have like blood Please. splatter gore. I'm into it. I'm so into it. <laughs> but you're so creative and you just seem so cool and humble and sweet. And I don't think it's just because you're a social worker. I think you were just raised as a good human and you shine in all aspects. And I'm so glad that you found food and you found something that delighted you enough that you made a company to share that with everybody. And I highly urge everybody to get on that train, get her hot sauce. It'll warm your heart and your belly and your lips. It'll leave that lip tingle. Just like, you know, you just give those spicy kisses to your significant other. And I love it so much. I think you're great. I think you're real fun. God, Thank fun. you. Cute. the other funny thing i'm gonna i'm gonna add to bonnie's and then i'm gonna do a thing for me but so (laughs) the the fun thing is a lot of the artists locally that bonnie admires are also people that you know and follow too so you guys actually in the art community and the creator community you overlap people don't realize that food overlaps all the things in all the areas of Portland. Portland is such a weirdly woven thing. You and I, we were meant to know each other because we've overlapped in so many bizarre ways. It would be in a movie. I wouldn't say a horror movie, but like a good, like (laughs) these movie. It's a real weird one. (laughs) Right. We would be the high school people that like shared a best friend. We like end up in drama class and then we're in college and we like have the same next door neighbor. It's all very weird. Like we, we've had so many like six degrees to Kevin Bacon kind of situation where I was like, I'm glad I really love her as a human because like we were destined to know each other. Like I'm glad we really enjoy each other we don't just have to put up with each other it's not that girl at the farmer's market you're like like, oh she's here again again. yeah it's fine (laughs) i actually have people that think that way and that's okay i'm not for everyone i do however think you are kind of for everyone because you have a welcoming thing that even when i was like fuck i hate this thing i don't know how to do this thing you're a person i could turn to and be like you've done this already Mm -hmm. this is really hard and i hate it and you're like oh you know, I hated it too. Actually, it's, it's not that easy. You're really good at like making things feel kind and human, and you admit when things are hard. You make people in the food industry feel like this is not all sparkles and sunshine. This is really fucking hard work. And I appreciate your honesty. That's actually what made me really, really love you as a person. The people that are like, oh my God, everything's perfect. This was so easy. This is just my calling. You're like, no, this is really fucking hard. I sweat a lot. (laughs) My kid is loud and crazy. I have to also be a mom and a good spouse. This is all really difficult. And I appreciate that you don't just, you don't paint a turd and sell it to people as a diamond. And you're like, no, this is really hard. This is my life's blood into this business. This time scares me. Uh I'm doing okay, but there's so many people that aren't. And you're really honest. And I already loved you. I think you're wonderful. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I just think your kid is fucking amazing too. I think she needs her own show. She's so weird. I know. I always say that I think she has to be some kind of performance artist because she, you know, I hope she grows into something magical. It is 
a challenging to be her mom, but I love that because <laughs> she's going to be something amazing. You can just see it in her, you know? She's had a sparkle since she could move as mm. a baby baby because she has really good parents. You're just a really good human. Go and I'm you. so happy that I get to know you and that like you're in my circle and my community and and my food people that I love. And I truly uh, admire you and I love supporting you. Thanks, dude. (laughs) Thanks. So fucking classic. I love you. I think you're just a mix of like all of my favorite things, and that's why I'm I'm drawn to you as a human. You got that cool girl vibe. Everyone's reaching out for food, for comfort, to feed their children out of boredom. People are learning how to cook. I think it's so cool. And you guys are just there to like help shepherd the flock yeah we're there we're there for them for yeah, sure come, totally come let sarah marshall flock your shepherd shepherd your flock. <laughs> gather your needs so if, people, note, <laughs> if people want sauces people yeah. want sexy videos people want recipes yeah where are all the locations that they can find you on social media what is your website you can find any of our sauces at marshallshotsauce.com so it's marshalls h-a-u-t-e sauce.com so that's where you can buy our sauces or if you follow us on instagram you can even just send me a message so we have marshalls hot sauce is one instagram account and then um Spicy Marshall is my personal one where I do some soft stuff, but you'll see more of my family and what we have going on there. A lot yeah. of kid content. Yeah. I like it. I kind of do it so that, you know, if you are part of my personal world, you could be on there. But then the, the just the sauce page, actually Dirk runs as me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's not actually me posting those. Yeah. Hold on. I got to make you another mixtape. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's good. He's making everybody um, else look bad is what he's doing. He really is. <laughs> <laughs> and then my podcast Instagram is Missoni and Marshall. And so there you can connect with a bunch of local female makers. And then I forgot to mention I have a Pacific Northwest hot sauce group, which is all of the local hot sauce makers in town. And so that has an Instagram as well, PNW Sauce Makers. And on Mondays, I interview a different sauce maker so you can learn more about people in town making sauce so you can follow that as well and you guys were doing a lot of getting people together to raise money for things as things come up you guys have been a really beneficial thing for people to support all kinds of shit happening yeah we kind of banded together a couple years ago just to support each other and then now can turn that into other fundraising community it's cool stuff that's cool i know i know we're wrapping up but can i ask you like quick questions about sauces because i'm curious and i'm not a sauce maker and they've just been like plaguing me okay so (laughs) What is one thing that you can recommend to people for Thanksgiving, like that they can just put a sauce in? Well, I think so. Um, We have this sauce that is called charred chive dulce. Mm. And that is one that we did with this hot sauce shop in New York called the heat mist. And we just use a lot of these really awesome ingredients. Like there's organic miso and then I dehydrate dulce seaweed from the Oregon coast Mm. and I get local garlic chives and I grill them over charcoal and I pickle all these peppers to go into it. And so it's not very spicy and there's good aminos in there. So it just has like a lot of umami. I have a recipe posted for the Brussels sprouts. Shannon, I think you made that one. Hell yeah, I did. (laughs) So that's like if people are doing some kind of side of a vegetable, that's going to give it a a lot of, um, especially with mushrooms. It's really nice if you were doing anything with mushrooms. Like if you were doing a stuffing and you sauteed the mushrooms in that sauce first and added it to it, 
I don't think it would be too spicy for anybody. Mm-mm. So I would say that one's a really nice one. Or then the cranberry just to have on the side for people that want like regular cranberry sauce or they could add a little bit of the cranberry jalapeno. But we've like done every, you know, over the years I've done a million Thanksgiving experiment recipes. And so those are around in the blog. You'd probably have to dig around a little bit, but you know, we've like basted turkey with it, of course, just yeah. things like that with the habanero carrot curry. will like melts a little bit of butter. That's my favorite one because yeah. I think it's like the sweetness yeah. I love. It's so bold. We have like a holiday tradition of doing crab boil. So we'll get like Dungeness crab because it's always around in December and then do, you know, the corn and sausage and potatoes. And yeah. then I just, we have a hatch sesame balsamic sauce and I'll melt that with some soy sauce and butter and then you just dip all that stuff in it. So that's one of the things that we always do for Christmas. That's really nice. You also have, there's a sauce you made that is the one that goes well with oyster. Yeah, deep sea chili. Oh, Oh, it's like brightly acidic. Okay, so also bird's eye basil would go dope in a green bean casserole. That's what I was thinking. Green bean casserole, I usually put, I can't say it, Worcestershire sauce. Mm -hmm. Say it. Somebody say it. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. I'm always like, (laughs) Worcestershire sauce. I whatever. Or, 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 or soy sauce I put in my green bean casserole. Mm. I think the charred chive dulce one would be good or the deep sea chili, but I think the other one's going to add like Ooh. what you're looking for and there. Yeah, and then right. you're eating something that mm. somebody else would be like, I love that. And then they eat green bean casserole the next year and they're and like, they're it's like, not it's the same. Gross. What's that? What's yeah. that? Like, I want the one that they made. Can you use your sauces in cocktails? Uh, yes. Yeah, you can. Bloody Mary, shake maybe? that shit in a Bloody Mary. Yeah, you can. Yeah, really good for Bloody Marys. We've had a couple of bars around town that have used them over the years. I prefer, of course, the ones without any garlic in them for those kind of things. If you're going to do a Bloody Mary, go for it. Like, the, I think you can use any of them. I think oh, habanero uh, carrot curry, red chili lime. We we had a bar that did a green Bloody Mary with the Serrano ginger lemongrass. I think that's fine. But I think if you're doing like a bourbon cocktail or something, maybe trying something without the garlic. So Mm -hmm. like we have a hot heirloom habanero. That one's really nice. It would give a lot of heat, but it doesn't have anything overpowering or bitter. Yeah. 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 Cool. Also, I will say I'm literally making a Christmas list right now for things to put in Bonnie's stocking because you also (laughs) have my mouth is watering. There's so many Asian flares though too. And Bonnie is not a cilantro girl. She has the soap sickness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you do so many things that have flavor without just slamming cilantro on people. That's That's another thing. A lot of people just put cilantro in everything. You do so much shit that's like mindful of low sodium mindful of less sugar it's more flavor less Mm -hmm. you don't just have to overpower shit so i want the sparkle shannon okay (laughs) i I want to like put it on popcorn i want to like baby step myself into elevating my own resistance (laughs) i like that to heat i want that i'm gonna get her the potato seasoning too toss it with panko and put it on everything it has like a five spice thing to it and i put it on artichokes it's like my favorite well, so that is from our spice rubs, and we actually yeah. don't do those anymore. Oh, well, I'll have to just. <laughs> but I can just tell you how to make it. So that one has local porcini mushroom powder in it, oh, yeah. but then it also has um, some star anise, cinnamon, Ooh. ginger, black pepper. So it is, it's like similar to like a Chinese five spice, but it has more stuff mm, in it. You okay. Know? 
So I have a local porcini powder and shiitake powder. If I blend Perfect. those, it would be good too. Okay, good. So yeah, now we're just sure. in the chef corner yeah. with Shannon and Sarah. Mouth <laughs> watering with Bonnie. Mm, drooling for funsies. All right. <laughs> oh, you are so great. a wonderful human. I'm so happy. We freaking love you. And thank yeah. you for hanging out with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's so important in these times. I feel like I you're such a perfect guest for Thanksgiving week. It's food, it's family, it's love, and we all can't be out in the world spreading all of our love. But <laughs> keep your love to yourself. Our love yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you guys feel like it's end of days and the seasons are making you sad, buy yourself some spicy shit. Yeah. Make it for only you and fuck everyone else and find your moments and plug some lights in Seriously. and find some local makers and just bring yourself joy. And it starts at home, you guys. Watch a Mariah Carey cartoon, you guys. <laughs> Make yourself a goddamn cranberry quesadilla and watch Mariah Carey. That's what I'm going to do this weekend. Do whatever you want. And then um, I'm going to make my Spotify Christmas playlist of all of my old mixtapes yep. in the back. And I will, you guys, I'm going to post them online. And if you have song suggestions, I will I will pop some in. So we'll make an everyman list. That warms me. And it will be really fun. Fuck let's, yeah. let's feel joyful. Tis the season. Yeah, but- let's do it. I like it. Yeah, when the world opens back up, I'll be at your doorstep. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there waiting. Your face will be pressed up against my window. <laughs> I'll just have a copy of Children of the Corn in my hand. And you'll be like, all right, it's on. Let's do this. I'll, I'll text before and let you know she's coming. It'll be fun. Okay. Oh, <laughs> awesome. All right. Bye. All right. Bye, all right. Bye ladies. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. You are true powerhouses and we fucking appreciate you. I fucking love your face. We're, we're going to tune into Shannon right now. And she's yeah. going to give us some answers oh, shit. to some questions everyone's okay. been asking. Burning questions? Yes. Everyone okay. wants to know where can they get merch? Oh, that's easy. It is. You are that merch that can. That does sound easy. Right? So easy. Yeah. yeah. And how can they interact with us on social media? Okay. So you could find us at no, you are that on Instagram and Twitter and interact with us there. What? Also yeah. Facebook, maybe. Oh my God. The Facebooks. We have two spots where you can find us. One, you could like the you are that page on Facebook and just be like, yeah, I want to follow along. Information. Or, yeah. You'd be like, mm, that's who that is. Cool. Mm. I'm going to listen. Okay. Or you could get all hot and heavy all up in the Yacht Clubhouse, which Ooh. is our Facebook group. I like it. What can people do if they don't? care about merch and they just want to like give us some of their monies oh, to support gosh. us i mean if you wanted to donate to the cause you could go to patreon.com forward slash you are that and mm-hmm. support this teeny tiny pod for as little as a buck a month a buck a buck a buck one buck four quarters right if people don't want to give us money what can they do to support it the pod this yeah. pod baby of ours the pod babe that we made could we need child support <laughs> for our baby for our baby pod you could also show your love and support by rating reviewing and subscribing on whatever platform you listen to Ooh. like a good old five stars helps us kind of sit up in the charts a little higher okay. and helps people find us a so not better. one star no like preferably fivers would be really great that's the top amount yeah like if you think we're great if you don't think we're great just don't say anything <laughs> yeah. at all if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all that's fine okay we thank you so so much realistically you guys are what makes this all happen so true we do it for you yeah we do it for you
So I've been just like spiraling and then I'm fine and then I'm happy and then I took a nap and then I was like, this is, I, I've watched I too many bad I a name ones. for it now. I what call is it, it? Pandemic Manic. Oh, oh yeah. Because Pan-manic. I'm not like this in not a pandemic. I had that thing where I said, is, is this who I am now? Is this oh. who I'm turning into? Is this... Is this who like I've that. been all along? No. Just, just temporarily. Just right, just right now. Boy. It's just pandemic manic. It'll yeah. go away and we don't need medicine, I don't think. I want to just call it pan manic. <laughs> oh, um, also, full disclosure. Yeah. I went to the bathroom before I drove over here, Shannon. Good. My panties are on backwards and they feel <laughs> so comfortable. They're like more comfortable than if I wore them regular. God, I love it. I love that this is the warm up so we could feel out audio and feel cozy and comfortable. <laughs> that this will never make the air, thank God. Who knows? I don't know. Who Bonnie's knows? backwards panties might make the last. Edition. Who knows how I'm feeling when I'm editing tomorrow? Sassy. I might be a little mandemic. I can't leave it. <laughs> Just put it all out there. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 